0: You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
1: Hello again, friends, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of The Nerd Table, your weekly dose of nerdy content here on CKCC Radio. As always, I am Chris, and I am joined by my good friend Eric, who I hope is having a much better day. I'm
0: having a way better day than I did this morning or last night, to be frank. Uh, For those of you that don't know, I had my identity stolen and I had to deal with that this morning. So I went over to the police department to file a police report so I can get everything cleared up.
1: What a fun way to start your weekend.
0: Uh, It's just, it's, yeah, but... Most of it's done now. Now I'm just waiting for it to process. I can print it out and then send my report out.
1: So clearly somebody has become a very big fan of the show. So much so that they literally want to be you.
0: I mean, sometimes I don't want to be me. So it kind of makes me question their Like, who the hell are are they? They clearly don't know who, uh, much about me. <laughs> But yeah, if that
1: that was the case, you want to be like, okay, so you want to be me. All right, fine. Well, here's the flaws that come with me. I know, right? (laughs) I've always said that, too. Like if somebody ever stole my identity, I would just laugh and be like, okay, well, check this out. And I'd show them like the one or two things that would absolutely suck for anybody to actually be me. You're like, (laughs) you really want this. You can have it. I'm going to go this (laughs) way.
0: Take it take it i don't want to pay any of my bills anymore a matter of fact i think you now have to work uh as me so definitely go for it uh, it'd be nice not to work anymore can i just retire now is that a thing
1: (laughs) uh how old are you again yeah i don't want to talk about it all right let's
0: (laughs) let's move on
1: (laughs) you still got we still got like 30 years before either one of us can retire
0: I know, man. Oh, it's sad because sometimes I'm just like I'll I'll be driving and I'll be like, you know, I could just go into oncoming traffic and collect the disability or something. Like, it's just uh, sometimes That's I have rough days. Fast. <laughs> well, goddamn, son! <laughs> yeah. I'm just like ah, I don't need my left leg really. <laughs> ah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well. Uh, they- I've I've heard that you can I've heard you can live with just one kidney, so let's just go ahead and drink this beer.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, if beer was going to kill me, I'd be dead.
1: Well, I suppose that's a potential possibility, <laughs> yeah. depending on how much of it you drink. But I also feel like that's a lot of beer. Yeah. So yeah, so well, I'm glad you're having a better day, and let's hope this. Let's put the sh- Let's uh, put you in a better mood with the show. And talk about some some fun nerd stuff, and of course, the the big news coming out of CKCC Radio this week was uh, that Dan Peck and I over on Club Cafe Wrestle Talk are ending that show. We're going to absorb that show into this show, and by absorb, what I basically mean is Dan is going to join us on the nerd table, and occasionally there might be a wrestling reference or two on this show more so than you would have gotten from just me. That's basically it. Yeah. Uh, We're going to become a three man booth. There is actually potential to become a four person booth. And uh, that's always been kind of what Eric and I talked about was actually when we originally were going to do this show, we originally discussed having a, a three person show.
0: Yeah. We, yeah, I feel like it feels more natural with three people. Not that this doesn't feel natural. I like talking to you and whatnot, but, you know. Well, just
1: You and I are the kings of bullshitting together. We always have been. That's like the thing <laughs> that we've always done. Right. And then Dan and I have always been good at bullshitting, too, because we've been podcasting for so long. So really, once you and him develop a rapport and become your own little like podcasting buddies, then it's just going to be. You know, the the funny part is when I first started doing the podcasting. We did it with my buddy, Pat, and Dan was actually the stranger that I didn't know. And now he's one of my best friends and he's going to jump on this. And now he's the stranger you don't know, but maybe you guys will become best friends as a result. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Stranger, stranger things have happened. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we both we both worked at Disney, which was probably strange in itself. Once people learn our true personalities and wonder how we didn't get fired for real
0: i mean i survived 13 years 13 years with the company
1: you know i've only i only did six years of theme parking between disney and universal but in reality universal does have most of the same roles disney has i want to know and i'm still can i'm still actually concerned about this because i did 10 years in hospitality with hotels in there too i don't know how i never said fuck in front of a guest it never happened Uh, and i actually don't know how it never happened
0: uh you know i i oh is there a
1: story (laughs) there there is a story No, (laughs) um
0: so the height check over at some of all thrills uh an attraction no longer exists it was 48 inches right i think it was 48 the minimum and then 52 if you wanted to go upside down well
1: like that yeah well 48 inches is actually a pretty uh industry standard in fact, I think most rides, the only ride I ever saw that had a bigger restriction in those parks was uh, the Dueling Dragons coaster, because that was 51.
0: Right. Because I think Rock and Roller Coaster is also
1: 48. Rock and Roller Coaster is 48. Right. So Remember, we're We just used to have, used have all to... this memorized, because we had to know this stuff. Like, we right. had to know all the, because <laughs> people would ask us, I, I would love when people would ask us these questions from other parks, like, Excuse me, can I ask you a question? Yes. What's the height restriction on the Rip Ride coaster at Universal Studios? Well, this is Epcot, first of all, but fortunately for you, (laughs) I happen to know that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. But, like, if you ask what the height requirement is for an attraction, there's one number, not for some of all thrills, there's two. And depending on, like, you know, how tall you are, you get a certain card uh, it was purple for those who couldn't go upside down and red for yeah. those who could uh, like th- this is stuff that i still remember i haven't worked a s- like a- at soap for what yeah it's like, sad that i still 7 this 8 show. years oh my gosh anyway so one day somebody who made it all the way to our pre-show now there there's points where we check your height throughout the the entire process, right? So oh, we there's had one the at stick. the entrance of the queue. We had the yeah. height stick. We had the height stick. We we were told not to use the height stick at us like at some point just because you could lean it and it, you know it'd be inaccurate. So we were told to use the uh, the solid foundation ones. But uh, so there was one at our pre-show, which is right before you go in for the pre-show. There's one on each platform right before you get on the ride, and there's one at the entrance. Well. The one where you get the cards is at our pre-show. And this kid was not tall enough to go upside down there. So we gave him a purple card. And uh, the father, father, mother, I'm pretty sure it was a father. I- I'm not sure. Anyway, one of the adults was just like, no, hey. he's tall enough. He's tall enough. He rides rock and roller coaster. And I'm just you like, know oh what? Jesus. Not,
1: Not to be a jerk and not to be a generalizing jerk here, but... Nine times out of 10, when I dealt with this situation myself, it was the father. Yeah. That was being pushy.
0: It's typically the father. I'm not
1: making a a statement about anything else, but from our experience, it was almost always the dad that was being pushy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So he's just like, no, he made it out there, but not here. And now this was around the time where we were adjusting the height stands for uh, all the poles, or at least the one at pre-show, because it had recently gotten hit by an ECV. Uh, it's basically <laughs> a giant electric wheelchair. And I, I'm not gonna say anything, but for the most part, if you see somebody in an ECV, they're typically a little overweight, right? So they hit it with a lot of force. So just for shits and giggles, I took them back out to the entrance to measure them there. You know,
1: you know that's a sure whole episode shit. in it. That's a sure. whole episode in itself, dude. It you know, really ECV is stories.
0: <laughs> ECV stories. Oh, I almost got taken out so many times by these things. But so I go over there and I measure the kid and, and this is in front of the kid, right? Like not in front of the father or anything, but he made it there and I went, son of a bitch. And, <laughs> and then I go back. <laughs> I said it out loud. I didn't even dawn on me. I, was, I thought I thought it. But later the greeter was just like, yeah, you cursed on stage. It was like, my bad. I'm sorry. I was stressed out because it was a pretty big ordeal. Like I wasn't the one who measured him there. I was the coordinator that day. So I got called out to deal with this situation. Uh, So now I feel like anytime I have to do something against what one of my cast members has already said, I feel like a complete ass. But I mean, there's nothing like he made it. He clearly made it out there. And that's the one that didn't get hit by an ECV because it's actually in the queue and not like outside.
1: The one they can't take out
0: the one that can't take out. So I know that the was never
1: in there. So that was, yeah, good thing. They,
0: they wouldn't fit in that line anyway. So I was like, okay, so I went ahead and told her and, you know, she was upset, but she understood. And the kid got to ride, but that, that was my curse on stage moment.
1: Well, it's not an F bomb, but it's still pretty funny. No, so but I, I said, I said actually, some stuff. I'm sorry. I said I some stuff backstage a, uh, that I'm oh, pretty yep. sure you
0: you could hear on stage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i I've never dropped an intense curse on stage, but I do remember uh I was there to witness one that we all we all agreed was appropriate for the moment but you know how uh so for those of you guys who don't know on some of all drills there would be a a platform that would actually retract away from the robot arm to do the simulation and one time one of the girls we were working with was on that platform when the robot launched itself and the platform started to retract while she was still on it and she went oh shit as she jumped backwards to get onto the non-moving platform back to safety as we're furiously hitting the emergency stop to prevent this from happening and i I remember she was like did i just say oh shit and we're all like you know what it is justified you almost (laughs) got hurt it's a pass. <laughs>
0: <That's> <laughs> when a pass. you almost that's fall 30
1: feet, you get a pass. <laughs> that's a pass. That's a free pass because that would have hurt. Yeah.
0: I don't even. <laughs> oh, my God. You know how many like how many times that's happened since I've been there? Since I've been there, there's been at least three times where I guarantee you nobody pushed that button. That contact bar just drops. And then the platform starts coming. And I'm like, what the hell?
1: L- listen, I people, listen, everybody. Oh, just want to let you know you are about you. You literally are about ninety nine point five percent safe riding theme park attractions. It's we only we only notice this stuff because we've done it for so long and been there for so long that you start to notice everything. Eventually, everything's going to happen. So don't like right. let this discourage you from going to a theme park.
0: The other it times really that I've seen it is very
1: rare. This is not Final Destination three, okay? Yeah, no. That no, no. The happen. other
0: times that I've seen it have been, um, for example, on the platform A, right? Robo two typically is the one to do that does it the most because that's where the exit is, and I normally see guests go over and just hit the fucking button, while we're loading people, and obviously it won't take off until all the hoods are down. So, yeah, you're fine. But the moment you pull down that last hood, it shouldn't. Uh, it shouldn't be that way, but sometimes it does. And I've seen it.
1: All right. Look, people. If you're a guest at a park and you try to hit a button, that will actually be grounds to get you ejected almost immediately. Yeah. Don't do it. Just don't. First of all, you're not, nothing's going to happen because we have so many fail safes in place that you're not going to get anywhere other than the fact that you just pushed a button. Second you might of shut all, shut down a ride. <laughs> you might yeah. shut down the ride. Then you guess what? You don't get to ride it either because. Oh, and never. And I'll tell this because if you're at one of those people who thinks it's clever to pull the fire alarm at an attraction, guess what's going to happen? Not only are we going to have to clear the building, but you are not getting back on wherever you were. This happened at Harry Potter. Somebody pulled the fire alarm and we had to clear the queue and the guests were so upset because we couldn't just load them back in line to where they were. And I'm like, we don't know who pulled it. Can you prove it wasn't you? Like, I'm sorry, but we can't, we have to follow emergency protocols. We have to treat it like it's a real situation. And I'm very sorry that you just waited two hours for a ride that you now may have to wait two hours again for, but maybe Maybe find that fellow guest and get mad at them because it wasn't our fault.
0: Did I tell you about my actual fire?
1: Ooh, a fire story, an actual fire story. Where did this happen? An actual
0: fire. I don't want to say. Okay. But it was a theater in one of the parks. (laughs) Um, Well, I know which
1: theaters you've worked at, so it's not that hard to narrow it down.
0: Uh, Correct, correct. But we actually had to stop a show and evacuate the theater for a small fire. Now we got it under control, right? We're not, we're not firefighters, people. We're not supposed to turn out the fire, but if I can turn off the fire with using a, a, you know, a fire extinguisher, I'm I'm gonna fucking do it. Anyway. So I was a coordinator that day and I was like, all right everybody out <laughs> pretty much right i said a lot nicer than that and this lady's like i'm not moving till you tell me like what's going on I'm like it's an emergency we're not supposed to tell people that you know the building's on fire because that could just set like people off in a panic uh so this lady did not want to move and <laughs> i was just like Okay, you really want to know? I walked over, I grabbed the fire extinguisher, I pulled the pin, but I didn't spray it. I, I just pulled the pin. I'm like, I have to go take care of something. Can you please leave? And she's like, oh, okay. And, and that is how I got her out. <laughs> All
1: right, well, that's good. Cause you didn't have to say the word. No,
0: I didn't never said anything, but I'm pretty sure she got the gist of so what the fuck was going on?
1: <laughs> yeah that'll do it my favorite was uh, was one time we were cle- we were clearing out a queue line because the fire alarm had gone off and it was uh, you know we have a code for that and as I'm going out to the queue line to tell tell the person outside to dump the queue I, I, I use the code I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want people being in on our codes but I said what the code is and some guest goes well what is that they go I'm not leaving until you tell me what that is and i just said fine i said you stay here and we'll have security escort you out and i just walked away cuz i'm not dealing with that i wasn't i wasn't the coordinator i wasn't i wasn't on the pay grade to deal with that yeah i said i'm so, i'm sorry folks you have to leave and I, and they're like well wh- you said it's a it's a signal what is that what is that and i'm like i'm not telling you well i'm not leaving till you tell me okay well then i guess we're done having this conversation because the the closest I'd ever get to really being rude and pushy was if I really felt like there was a safety concern and people weren't listening because I was not about to deal with that in any capacity under any circumstance. Not only was that a pay grade issue to me, but that was a uh, you you've seen the office, the famous uh, fire drill scene. Oh, my God, that's the best cold opening, the best cold open. Yeah. Today, cigarettes are going to save lives. Uh, I w- in that moment, I was Jim Halper going, OK, I'm not dying in the office and just immediately like starts trying to shatter windows. <laughs> like that's what my thought process was. I'm not dying here for the amount of money that they pay me for the amount of crap that I have to deal with on a daily basis from these entitled people. <laughs> I also always like the, the fun line. Do you know how much we paid for our tickets? As a matter of fact, I do. Yeah. There's a couple of different numbers here. I don't know <laughs> which one rough is estimate. yours, but I, I have a guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a lot. We get it. We understand. I wouldn't pay for that. I'm just <laughs> – so I know.
1: But isn't it thing? Like I feel like these guests genuinely thought at times that we were happy to see them miserable. And it's like, no. I want you to be happy because if you're happy, then my job is ten times easier. When you're unhappy, then we're unhappy because that's just misery. I don't want to be in your situation. Mine was a little bit more selfish. I wanted them to be happy because when they're happy, they're not bitching at me. Yes. (laughs) No, but that's true. Yeah. When you're you're happy, you're not bitching about anything. And if you are, then it's not justified. So I have a, I have a pretty famous height check story. This did not happen to me. But this became legend at the ride it happened at. This happened at the Mummy roller coaster. And I heard this legend when I was working at it. Again, it's 48 inches to ride the Mummy. And at the time, the Mummy was the most popular ride in the park. Although I feel like it probably still is because it's it's one of the best coasters I've ever been on in my life.
0: Yeah. I absolutely
1: love that ride. And I... I will go on that ride multiple times, even like during a Halloween Horror Nights when I'm there to do the Haunted Houses. We'll still make time and go ride the Mummy. Right.
0: Oh, for those of you who haven't been to Universal in a while, it's where the old King Kong attraction used to be. And there's actually a little statue of King Kong inside the ride, which is really cool.
1: Mm -hmm. In fact, when I've been on the the ride path to clear it out at night, they've actually pointed out the trap door that he used to come out of because it's built into the foundation. So they couldn't get rid of the door. So they just sealed it. But you can still see it. And they're like, "Yep, that's the Kong door." And I'm like, "Oh, is he back there?
0: <laughs> Parts, I is guess, there, maybe,
1: <laughs> maybe just a, just a gorilla skeleton. Like, like he died and they left him there. That's terrifying. He's, he's gone to be with Harambe." <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is a very famous story. So, one thing that we've always had to deal with at rides are people padding their kids shoes to make them tall enough to ride or in some cases swapping shoes. Like the one time the kid was too small to ride some of all thrills. And when the little girl came back, she was suddenly tall enough. And when we looked at the shoes, we realized she was wearing oversized sneakers and the boy that was with her, her brother was wearing the pink sparkly ballerina shoes that were clearly too small for him. And, We are actually allowed to call guests out on that. If we feel like that they've manipulated their shoes to jeopardize the kid's safety, we're allowed to still deny them the right to ride. That's actually something that's taught to us. Yep. So you're not getting anywhere by doing that. If we're suspicious that something's padded, then yeah, we're going to not allow. Here's another thing we've had to deal with. When we've had somebody repeatedly try to get their kid to ride and the kid's not tall enough and the parent's really aggressive about it, we give their description to the other cast members because they will try to come back and pull that again when somebody different's out there thinking that we don't talk to each other. But believe me, we do. If you've ever been an asshole at a, to a cast member and like been really aggressive, your description has been given to everybody. Every part of the way you look Every piece of clothing you're wearing down to the shoes. We have taken note of that and we will report that because we will be looking for you. And we'll talk to other attractions and tell them about you.
0: I've once volunteered to stay at greeter position just so nobody else had to deal with this fucking person. (laughs) I, I once were like, listen, you don't want to be here when this person comes back. Just skip me right now, and then I'll skip you on the next rotation. And then we like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I've, I'm already in a bad mood. No reason for two of
1: us to be. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. So this kid had come to the ride and was, was not like one of those quite maybe things. This was one of those situations where the kid was clearly not tall enough. You know, like a good – piece of gap between the height bar and the kid's head by the way that's another fun one when you get the kid to go up to the height bar and they smack their head because they run up to it i'm like hey like hey buddy i just need to check your height real quick and they run up and they smack their head on it i'm like okay there are easier ways to figure out if you're tall enough to ride that was definitely not one of them but go ahead just get back in line enjoy your concussion (laughs) they would just because they would just like overzealously because they knew they were tall enough so they would overzealously run up to it And then they just smack their head because that's what kids do.
0: Headbutt it and shit. And I'm like, oh,
1: God. I'm like, oh, all right. So I remember, again, it was a dad. And I remember he was being really aggressive. I know that there was swearing. It got to the point where I think either a team leader or a manager or even a security guard had to get involved. So by at this point, everybody in the park knows who this family is what they look like, what the kids look like, and all this other stuff. So people are on the lookout for him. Sure enough, he comes back with the kid. And I know a different greeter was outside at this point, but they were well prepared for this. And when they went to check the kid's height, all of a sudden the kid is clearly tall enough to ride, and they knew something was up right away. So they're talking to the dad about this. They're not letting him in line. Of course, he's fighting again. And here comes the team leader again. And I remember as the leader was talking to the dad, they noticed the kid was slowly starting to sink. Like the kid was was noticeably getting shorter as they were talking. And they looked down and saw something seeping out of the kid's shoes. The kid had on Crocs. And there was something coming out of the Crocs. You know how like Crocs have holes in the sides and everything? Yep. The dad went and bought ice cream sandwiches and stuffed them in the kid's shoe for the kid to stand on and as they were talking the ice cream was melting out the side of the kid's shoes
0: oh man
1: people man my first reaction to that was if you're gonna stuff the kid's shoes why would you spend money on an ice cream sandwich that's like ten dollars each in a theme park You could have bought something way cheaper or like just gotten some free maps or something and balled them up and done it that way. That became a very legendary story that we've told for years because the person it happened to was still there when I was there. And they're like, let me tell you something that I never would have believed if I didn't witness it with my own eyes. (laughs) And I... I still laugh about that because I could just picture in the head like the kid just just getting Slowly. smaller and just being like, what yeah. the hell? Why would you waste two perfectly good ice cream sandwiches? I could have eaten one of those. You could have just bought it for me.
0: You know, that was probably like my favorite snack in the parks is those Mickey ice cream sandwiches.
1: Oh, yeah. The Mickey ice cream bars were always great to have. But uh, can can may I may I say what the best snack ever? in a theme park is
0: yeah uh go ahead you go it's it's dole whip it's dole whip it's
1: dole whip whip.
0: now now do you like the polynesian dole whip or do you like the magic kingdom dole whip because it's slightly different
1: they are slightly different yes well here's the thing i'm very rarely at the polynesian so i i take the one that i can get
0: that's fair that's fair i prefer the polynesian dole whip yeah
1: it's it's sweeter i think
0: uh there's just less of a crowd. That that's really it. I don't like people.
1: <laughs> oh there's a difference. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's no, the difference. That's the difference. No, they um you can actually control how much uh of the swirl you get. So yes. yeah, there the machine that they have there, I don't know if they still got that machine, but you know how you can normally get the um uh what is it, the pineapple or vanilla? or a mix you can control how much of each so if you're like iffy on that that's the place to
1: go see i always go full on pineapple on pineapple oh yeah because it's pineapple juice with pineapple ice cream on top so when you finish your ice cream you can just drink the juice and pineapple juice is one of my favorite juices it's so good i will drink i will literally live off pineapple juice if i can like sliced pineapples like that's probably my favorite fruit actually are pineapples they're so (laughs) good they taste great. The juices, the juice is delicious. I want some pineapple juice. Damn it! Oh, my wife just yelled in the other room. We have some in the fridge. Well, I know what I'm having for a little snack later. Yeah, Dole Whip is definitely the best. And ah, oh, we're gonna start talking about food. <laughs> we always talk about food. <laughs> hey, <laughs> just, just I actually, talk. I actually have a food reference uh, to make here. Well, it's a drink reference. Did you know that Coca-Cola is ending production of Tab Soda? What do you mean? The uh you've heard of Tab, right? Uh no, what's Tab? It's basically a it's 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 a diet soda that kind of tastes like a watered down Coke. I'm not a fan of it, but it was oh, a very popular oh. thing like
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I see it now. Okay, I've seen this. I just All right.
1: Yeah, Why? they announced that after 60 years of production they're ending it and my first reaction was Tab still exists. Because I didn't know that was still a thing. I can't remember I the see, last time
0: I've seen one. I see it every once in a while. I've never had it, but I've definitely seen it.
1: I'm not a, uh, a big diet soda guy. In fact, I'll just say this. I don't drink diet soda at all. The only diet soda I can stomach is Diet Dr. Pepper. Because it does pretty much taste like regular Dr. Pepper, but it still has that slight diet soda aftertaste I can't stand. But, yeah, that's uh, that was a thing. And when as soon as they said that, I thought of one of my favorite Simpsons jokes. When Homer becomes too fat to – he purposely becomes 300 pounds so he can go on disability and work from home. Right. You know, <laughs> I can't that. relate to that? Yeah, king-size Homer. And uh, he can't figure out how to turn on his computer, so it says to start press any key. So he's looking at his keyboard and he goes, "I can't find the any key." He goes, "All this hacking's making me thirsty. I think I'll order a tab." So he hits the tab button and goes, "Oh wait, no time for that. My computer started." <laughs>
0: uh, and he also realizes is- that
1: he only has to press the Y button to execute commands instead of typing in "yes."
0: So he gets one of those so- birds. That go <laughs> one of the up and birds. Down.
1: <laughs> oh my god! So he can just like watch TV, and uh, that's that's a good one. Yeah. And so I saw that news story, and I was like, I didn't know Tab still existed, but okay, cool. Sounds good. Yeah, thumbs up for Tab, I guess.
0: <laughs> so but, uh, speaking of food, since we're on the food subject, mm-hmm. let's uh. Well, well, there's two things. Let's talk about pumpkin spice stuff. Okay. Now, are you a fan of pumpkin spice stuff, or are you not a fan? Or are there certain things you like that have pumpkin spice in it? Where do you stand with this?
1: Nothing against pumpkin spice. It's not my. F- it's not something I'm going to actively get excited for in the fall, like your average UGG-wearing white girl. Don't at me, people. That's a stereotype. I know, but stereotypes are based in accuracy. I'm Italian. I know these things. Yeah. We like pasta. I get it. No, I don't have an issue with pumpkin spice. Um, I I know most people who enjoy it, enjoy it way more than I ever would. But one of the things I do like is I like here in Amish country, they make pumpkin spice donuts. And those things are freaking banging. Like, you know, I'm actually
0: surprised you mentioned that because that's what made me think of this topic today was a pumpkin spice donut that was just so fucking good I didn't think I was going to like because the only pumpkin flavored anything that I like is pumpkin pie
1: I love pumpkin pie
0: yeah pumpkin pie is the shit but this pumpkin
1: donut the the big argument I've seen is pumpkin spice versus apple cider and I Uh, love apple flavored stuff but I've never been an apple cider guy
0: I love I, I you know I if I had to pick between the two I'm going to say apple cider. Um I like it. The first time that I had real apple cider was actually up here. Um but I've had this uh hot apple cider which I'm I'm not sure if that's the the correct term for it, but it, you take that and you take whiskey and you mix it and you don't taste the whiskey anymore and you boil it. And you're supposed... It's supposed to be when it's really cold out. You sip, uh, like, drink that. Makes you feel good. Tastes good. And, yeah, I agree. That that stuff is good. But pumpkin spice stuff, no, I'm not a big fan. But I do like pumpkin pie and then that pumpkin donut. So, now I'm on this thing where, like... I I was telling myself that I don't like pumpkin spice stuff for so long. I found this fucking donut. And now I'm just like, well, what else do I like? So, I'm I'm like... <laughs> Going to try pumpkin spice stuff this week and narrow down like do I just not like it in coffee? Because I know I don't like pumpkin spice coffee stuff. But yeah, now I have to the try thing. things. I'm not a
1: well, I'm not a coffee guy anyway. So I'm not gonna have a pumpkin spice latte pretty much ever. But if there's like a really sweet, like pumpkin spice, like like I, I've, I know somebody tried something. It was like a. It didn't have a lot of coffee in it, but it had some kind of a pumpkin spice. Some kind of a pumpkin spice flavor to it, and it was a hot beverage, and I actually did try it and I liked it. But, I don't remember exactly what it was. It was at a. It was actually at the uh, the Rudder's gas station that we have here in Pennsylvania, which. When, when we have the sheets versus Wawa argument in Pennsylvania, occasionally somebody will come up and be like, well, what about rudders? And everybody's like, what the hell is rudders? Cause that's even more. Cause like sheets is super regional to this area. So you guys aren't going to know what they are out there. And our Florida friends that are listening, aren't going to know what those are, but like rudders is even more regional. <laughs> so you're really not going to know what that is, but that comes up and they actually have a, they actually have like a a machine that has all these mixed stuff that comes in and um every now and again I'll try I'll try one like in the middle of winter when I'm like I really want a hot beverage before I head into work because especially if I'm going to be driving that day and I've got to get in and out of the van to do my deliveries and just constantly go in and out from like a nice heated cab in the van to It is 10 degrees outside and I'm cold. Then I'm going to want a nice hot beverage to indulge on. So I try different stuff. I.
0: Okay, let me ask you this. Is there anything that you miss from Florida food wise?
1: Public subs.
0: Pub subs. Oh my God. Yeah, pub subs.
1: I 100%. Even, I didn't even need to think about that. Pub <laughs> said subs. Food in Florida. That was the first thing I thought of. You know, we did that when we took our road trip down there last year. Like, we, we drove in, we got in in the morning, we took a nap, and then we're like, let's go do some shopping real quick at the public so we can have some groceries for the week. And we're like, while we're here, we went, we got some sandwiches. Ah, uh, those yes, are so good. I miss good. public subs more than anything because. Florida doesn't really have exclusive regional food that, like, you can't find a version of up north, Toll even rip. if it's an inferior version. Okay, yes, but that's a theme park thing. <laughs> that I mean, that's true. But if you're talking about, like, strictly something from the Orlando area I miss, it would be public subs. That's the one thing. That I do miss more than anything. But now that I have discovered the greatness of Sheets and their subs, it's not like public subs are are just like lingering there in the distance. You know, I can actually put them out of my mind now.
0: Right. You know, speaking of subs, last week I was driving by a place. Um, I was doing my rounds just fixing this equipment and I noticed a Quiznos and I was like, what? The fuck? I haven't seen a quiznos in forever. Oh yeah. Uh, the sign was still there, and I was like, I'm going to get quiznos today. And I managed to get into this abandoned fucking shopping strip and just to realize that it's it is closed. Uh, they just never took the fucking sign down. I was so <laughs> mad. It depressing. <laughs> I was just like, uh, all these detours. I'm just like, I is saw it, quiznos, I saw the sign. Does quiznos still exist? No, I think they're done. I think they're like that company's bankrupt.
1: Oh, I can never tell if it's one of those deals like Kmart where they're gone, but they're also not gone because there's still a couple of them lingering around. Like, we still have a Kmart here in Lancaster that is still operating. Oh, no, look. Kmart. Like,
0: it's still a thing, apparently. Quiznos is still a thing.
1: Not around here. I don't know if there is one around here. I mean, we've got – because Subway is the big franchise thing. But up here, we even have uh, – we have Jimmy John's. We have Jersey Mike's. We have Firehouse in Lancaster. So, like, we've got all the the big ones, like the, the, the chain sandwich type shops that you can kind yeah. of choose. But I don't yeah. think there's a quiz. And we have uh, almost everything there's here none, in Lancaster.
0: There's none close to me. None whatsoever. The closest one to me is in Wayne – which is about 20 miles.
1: I was going to say Wayne, New Jersey. That's that's probably pretty far from you. Yeah. That's my uncle <laughs> it's the only Wayne that I know. Outside of that,
0: there's another one that's like 30 miles. So 20 miles is the closest one. And there's only three that's showing up on my map. That's the closest one to me.
1: You know what we have here in, uh, in Lancaster? We actually have a couple of them that I, we had never had New Jersey Sonic.
0: Oh, I haven't been to a Sonic in a while.
1: We actually have a, a couple and I I got Sonic the one day um the one day at lunch because on Fridays me and one of my coworkers will generally get lunch together because it's the only day we actually go to lunch together and uh the one day, I was like, It was like the one day that we didn't go together and he got Sonic and I saw him with Sonic because I had like brought food that day and I see him with Sonic and I'm like, ah, damn it. And the next thing he's he's already on his break. Right. And I'm walking over to the door in the warehouse and he's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm getting my food and I (laughs) come out, greet the Uber Eats driver and walk back in with the Sonic bag. And he's like, really? And I'm like. I saw you with the bag. I couldn't help myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've done some similar things. Like I'm, I'm not sure what I want to eat, and then I see somebody eating something. And I'm like, "That's what I want. I want that."
1: Yeah, I've been, I've done that one before. That happened. Uh, that happened recently too, where I'm, uh, I was walking over to the little cubby where I keep my stuff to get a drink of water, and I saw one of my coworkers was already on his lunch break, and I saw a big bag of Wendy's, and I was like, "Well." That's a, that answers that question. <laughs> um
0: what's the okay, as far as food for Halloween, right? Like I when I think Halloween food, I also think Thanksgiving food. Are you the same and what's the difference between the foods that you eat between Halloween and Thanksgiving?
1: To be honest with you, I have never once had a specific Halloween based meal like we've done the whole thing like like Raj Kutrupali did on Big Bang Theory where he had like monster themed foods and everything or like we've gone to a Halloween party and we've kind of we've kind of themed up the stuff. But really, when it comes to Halloween, I honestly associate that more with candy, sweet treats and pumpkin spice stuff. One of the only things that I would say I would say I would incorporate would be the pies because, like, my wife made these homemade apple pies from scratch that were absolutely phenomenal. I brought one to work and that thing didn't even stand a chance. Like, I brought it, I'm (laughs) like, enjoy, guys. And I came back and there's like just crumbs left in the tray. (laughs) And that's one of those, yeah, pumpkin and like the pies I definitely associate, but like, as an actual. Thanksgiving type meal versus Halloween. I can't come up with anything that I would actually cross over. So you'll have to you'll have to indulge me here and tell me what what you associate. Okay.
0: So normally I the way I think or the way I feel about it is more of a we start eating Thanksgiving food right around Halloween time. And I don't know why that is, but for me I've always I love stuffing. And then the moment I, I have too. stuffing. I'm getting ham. And then if I'm getting ham, mm. like I'm getting Thanksgiving food, basically. So mashed potatoes. The, and I don't know if it yeah, Mashed potatoes, all that stuff, you know, mac and cheese, uh, like all, all this stuff I eat normally starting around Halloween And it leads all the way until new year's like it's it's not going to stop like thanksgiving food just doesn't stop it just there's slight variations on it but for me thanksgiving and halloween the food is the same like it's all just stuffing ham minus the turkey right like turkey is more thanksgiving specific uh but i'm not a big fan of turkey to me i find it a little dry
1: you, gotta, you all have that to stuff. cook your Thanksgiving turkey right. You have to. And I think that's always been a thing that's bothered me. It's the same thing about it. Like, I, I like a good hot turkey, but I also always feel like I have to douse it in gravy to really enjoy it. And when it comes to turkey, I would prefer turkey cold cuts on a turkey sandwich. Yes. A little bit of mustard, put some uh, some provolone cheese on there, or maybe some Swiss cheese, or... Put a little mustard on it. Uh, Uh, To go back... Mix in your lettuce and tomato. I I said that on purpose. Where people are like, (laughs) oh, this regional dialect's killing me. It's tomato, tomato. I don't actually know anybody who's ever called it tomato. Other than like like foreigners. Like people with accents.
0: That's pretty much it. I think that's it. A true American says tomato. Uh, (laughs) uh, But to go back a little bit towards like Florida food that I'm going to miss... The holiday sandwiches.
1: From Earl of Sandwich? Yes. Oh, oh man. It's the alright, guys, if you've <clears throat> never had this before, first of all, everybody figure out if there's an Earl of Sandwich anywhere remotely near you. And if oh, there you is, know what? go.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a figuring figure this out right now.
1: Because I know we don't have one. I'm pretty sure mine would be a road trip somewhere. Earl of Sandwich is so Frickin amazing. Yeah, the closest Earl of Sandwich to me is either in Philadelphia or actually the closest one is in Maryland. Although I'm not that far from the Maryland border, so that's not that surprising. It looks like if I do directions to it, let me um, I'm 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 actually going to do this right now live on the show, because this is these are important questions, people that you, you need to understand need to be answered
0: Uh, it's 40 fucking miles away it's worth it i'm gonna make this drive
1: (laughs) yeah you know what so is mine it's it's a little under 50 miles but but it's worth it for that hour drive i I would i would do it you know what here's how i justify this when i was growing up in super rural new jersey like super rural new jersey Even getting to the closest mall took about 45 minutes. To get to like a really big shopping mall. I'm used to these kind of drives to get somewhere and and do something right. Like that's that was one thing about Orlando that literally I can't even say Orlando. That was one thing about college life that spoiled me when I was going to Montclair State University, because. I was living in Clifton, New Jersey at the time, which is super like really urbanized New Jersey, like Like, hey, look out the window. There's the New York City skyline like that's how urbanized it was. And I had everything, even the closest. The furthest thing was only a couple minute drive away. You know what I mean? That I wanted. That spoiled me. But if I get back into that Sussex County, New Jersey mindset. Then, yeah. A- I mean, absolutely. you don't, you
0: don't got to be- sell me. I'm making this trip. I want one of these sandwiches. You need to go back to describing the sandwich first off. Okay. Because we All never right. even okay. finished that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Everybody, just imagine if you could have Thanksgiving as a sandwich. It's turkey meat with like a mashed potato stuffing style spread, right? Like that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. And they have a cranberry sauce spread that they put on it. And it tastes like Thanksgiving. It tastes like freaking Thanksgiving, and it is so delicious. And just, oh, God, I want one so bad. It's the best oh, fucking sandwiches. I need one, I need one now. It is, <laughs> it's called the holiday sandwich, and they bust it out in time for the Thanksgiving holiday, and they run that thing all the way through Christmas. And it's just the best thing ever. And why is the Earl of Sandwich in Maryland closed on a Saturday? I am upset with this right now.
0: Are they closed today? No.
1: I didn't. Yeah, mine is. Mine is. It says closed today. You better be closed because of COVID and not because it's the weekend. That is your only excuse right now.
0: Oh, mine says permanently closed. Oh. What the no. shit
1: Yeah I might have to just uh review this real quick. It says closed today. No, it's open every other day but Saturday. What the hell? <laughs>
0: it's it's the anti uh, anti-Chick-fil-A. Dude, <laughs> the next the next closest one is in Philly.
1: Yeah, well <laughs>
0: fuck <laughs> Dude I have to go out of the all the way to Philadelphia for a fucking sandwich.
1: Well, you'll pass me on the way, so make sure you say hi.
0: All right. Let's see how long it would take me to get there.
1: Can you imagine traveling just to get an Earl sandwich? I'd fucking do it. It's that good. You know what? So would I. But you know I'm a traveling aficionado, right? Like, that's something we've discussed before. Yeah. Do you know what my my big traveling bucket list item is? Like, the number one bucket list item? Nowadays. And it's actually an achievable goal. I want to visit all 50 states. That's that's my number one traveling bucket list item is I want to have visited all 50 states and say that I've been to all 50 states. And I've been to 30 as we record this. So so this is a very achievable goal for me. I got 20 to go. Do you? How many states have you been to?
0: Uh on purpose?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, well yeah, there there's a couple I've been to because I was forced to go there.
0: Okay. Well, if we're I've obviously Florida, Georgia, right? Alabama, but we're driving through cuz I drove from Florida to to Michigan.
1: Right, obviously. All
0: right. So we made a little detour towards Alabama. Then we added up to Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, Michigan. I've been to Jersey. I've been to New York.
1: You grew up in New York. Well, you were born in New York. Yeah. I've been to Ohio. Yeah, I'm actually missing that one on my list. That's, that's, uh, I'm, I'm checking that one off in December. It's funny, because it's a state that borders Pennsylvania, and I've never been to it.
0: And I want to say that's it. That's all the states that I've been to.
1: <clears throat> okay. Do you have any any specific stories from any of them?
0: Uh, none from Ohio, <laughs> unfortunately. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just nothing there. Um, so I've been to a couple of places in Indiana, right? So I've been to Indianapolis. We actually went to... Um, uh D convention mm-hmm. over there they played i'm not sure if you know of the show critical role yes okay so See, they this had is
1: something that when when dan joins the the nerd table you and him are going to have all these conversations because he's a big D er okay Way bigger than me so
0: yeah they they held a um a show there so we went and checked that out uh, outside of me, like working, because I also go to Indiana for a lot for work. Uh, I've been to Fort Wayne, I've been to Elkhart, I've been to South Bend, over to uh, uh shit, what's that? Notre Dame is that the college? Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah. So we 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 take care of a lot of their machines there, um, and then Elkhart is like right next to it. So, uh, let's see. As far as Illinois, I've been to Chicago. Uh, I was mm-hmm. there for the Star Wars convention.
1: Oh, that had to be cool.
0: Yeah, it was fucking awesome. And then we could never afford to go there again. <laughs> it Aww. was pretty... Ex- uh, yeah. Um, And then, obviously, Michigan is where I live now, so nothing too important. Ohio, I kind of want to say that we... I've been to Toledo a lot, because it's like right there. You know, it's like right at the border.
1: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um. Job like, like I'm looking at a there, map but, of the United States right now, and I can see Toledo is almost yeah. Toledo is yeah. not that far from Detroit. No, it's not. It might as well just be part of
0: Michigan. We can probably absorb it because that's probably the, like. But like that's why I never do anything in Ohio because it's literally one. I, I want to say it's like a street light away, and then bam, I'm back in, in Michigan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> New York. I mean, I did a lot of stuff in Long Island. My brother lived in Manhattan. I went to Central Park a lot. as a, But this was all when I was a kid. So I don't remember too much of it. And the same as far as Jersey. We have a family that lives in Jersey. So I just kind of went there to say hi, basically. Georgia, we... Um, at the time when I was trying to like be a, a film person, there was a, a film festival. I'm trying to remember the the college that was, that we went to anyway, we stayed in Atlanta and there's a college that was there that was holding a film festival. And one of our films, uh, one of my friend's films won in Florida. So uh, since we took part of it or took part in helping it, we were invited. So we went up there for that film festival. That was pretty cool. That that was about it. Nothing in Alabama. It was just raining. And then, (laughs) you know, And then the rest of it was just me driving through.
1: So you've been to a couple of states that you've kind of just been forced to go to, but...
0: Yeah. Uh, Louisville. You you had to. I've been to Louisville.
1: Mm -hmm. I would not
0: go there again willingly. (laughs) If if that makes any difference. And uh, I kind of had, like... I think the drive there was actually a lot of fun, but not the drive back. And then the stay there was kind of terrible for me. So um, I was actually, I was working, right? So it was one of those things they really needed help um, in Louisville. So I was like, okay, Uh, I volunteered. I went down there for the weekend, basically, just for a few days, just to help them out covering calls and fixing equipment and whatnot. Um, I got put up in a La Quinta, uh nice hotel right in the center of like Louisville, so there's a lot going on and I was not a fan of their highways um their there it was just really like nobody was friendly when I went down there and i don't I don't know what it was, maybe everybody was in a bad mood, but for like the three days that I was there. Nobody even talked to me. They they even messed up my order at McDonald's. I just asked for a McDouble and they gave me a fish filet. And I was like, are you fucking joking? This is not even the, the right meat. They could have given me a hamburger and I was like, ah, so close. You know, but like nothing. But the the drive there was cool because I drove you through Cincinnati. didn't even get the species right. Yeah, for <laughs> real.
1: <laughs> you gave me a fish. I ordered a mammal. What the
0: hell? Uh, I did drive through. Um, What was it? Cincinnati. And that was fun. The so I took 75 pretty much down, right? So I drove through Dayton, Cincinnati till I hit 71 and then I took 71 to Louisville. Just looking at the maps right now. I think that was yeah, that was my trip. Um and what I should have done was taken 69 all the way down to 65 and then take 65 down. <laughs> but, you know, you live and you learn. Cincinnati was something else, man. That was fun times. Uh, for, for for those of you that don't know, in Cincinnati, apparently it's okay to, like, flash um, your tits at truck drivers. And uh, I don't know who came up with that, but I appreciate you. So I just want to just let you know that that made my day.
1: And that's what I appreciate about you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm do just like, watch, man, what do you watch letter? Kenny? Have you seen letter? Kenny? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. Uh, I highly, highly recommend you watch that show. It's right up your alley. It's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my life. And each they're half hour episodes and each season's only like six or seven episodes long. It's a very easy binge. Please watch Letter Kenny. It's it's about it's about a small town in Canada with three main stereotypes with the rednecks, the skids and the hockey players. And it's one of the funniest, most quotable shows of all time. Oh, have you ever Hulu. seen? Tra- have you ever seen Trailer Park Boys? Yes. You will love Letterkenny. Yeah? You will love Letterkenny. Guarantee it. Okay. Yes, that's your that's your homework assignment because Dan and I make a ton of Letterkenny references. So if you if you end up having that watched like <laughs> if you actually uh
0: Hey, it's watch on it Hulu you so I can probably do it.
1: It's on Hulu. You can watch it and a lot of the episodes end with uh with a with a holiday special. <laughs> and some of them are really great. Like I I can go back and rewatch any of their holiday specials just to uh just to enjoy myself. Every holiday episode is really good. So I I really recommend you watch the show, dude. I think you will love it.
0: I mean it looks it looks good. I've just never heard of it before. How would you find it?
1: Uh recommendation from some coworkers. And it or actually originated as a YouTube series. They were doing something called Letterkenny Problems. And it was just like these little two-minute shorts where the actors, most of the same actors, too, would uh, would just have like a stereotype thing. Like the, the main actor who plays Wayne, the toughest man in Letterkenny, and the actor who plays Daryl. And I, I don't always remember the actors' names now because it's been a while since I watched it. But... Uh, in the in the shorts, he has two sisters and the two hockey players show up with the sisters. And it's like a whole thing of them just throwing dialogue at each other. And it's very, uh, very it's very like rednecky and very uh, a lot of like weird hockey lingo that they throw at each other. But the whole point of the show is to remind you that just because somebody's redneck, or or rural or whatever they can still be a very intelligent person so they always speak with like really big words and they have deep intellectual conversations but they do it in a very rednecky way it's really funny and the hockey (laughs) players the two main hockey players riley and jonesy are like these two bros that are so super codependent on each other that all they do is like finish each other's sentences and are never ever seen apart And they do a storyline where they actually are apart and the whole time that all they're doing is talking about missing the other one. (laughs) (laughs) And then they have the skids, the uh, the kids who dress all in black, who live in the mom's basement. And half the time they're on some kind of drugs. It's really, really funny show. And like I said, it's a very easy binge. It's super quotable. Uh, Always throwing quotes out there. All right. And yeah, yeah, please watch that. Yeah. So and I, I have been to Canada, but yeah, the, the big goal for me was to visit all 50 states. I've got 30 under my belt. I've got 20 to go and I've actually got plans of how I would see the r- remaining states. Sh- should we do the map? Would people care if we do the map? Because I've always been really fascinated by traveling stories. And I'd love to hear other people's traveling stories, too, about where they've been. And maybe somebody listening to this can either laugh at why I've been to a state or uh, recommend why a state that I haven't been to and what to do there. I'll, I'll cover the whole map. I won't take too long on each state, but we'll start with the easy ones. Born and raised in New Jersey. Been to New York tons of times. Not just New York City, but also the fact that my town that I grew up in borders New York State. That's how far north we are. So we would commonly just go into New York State just for my dad to go to the butcher shop for all the deer that he that he got that year. Or uh, that's where I did my, my Eagle Scout project was we built benches for a walking trail that was in New York State. So been to New York plenty of times. When it's a 15 minute drive down the road, obviously you're gonna be there. I now currently live in Pennsylvania, but of course been to Pennsylvania countless times growing up here so those those states are easy to cover uh i've done the entire new england run i've actually done wrestling shows in connecticut and rhode island so i can even say i've worked there before done a trip to boston i've not been to fenway but i've seen fenway which is pretty cool even as a yankees fan that's still pretty cool we actually did a camping trip in scouts and stayed on a battleship that was fun And when I was a kid, we did a whole New England trip. We stayed in a cabin in Vermont. We went to Mount Washington in New Hampshire. And what I remember from Maine was I really wanted to see a moose and we didn't see any. So Maine was very disappointing. I didn't see I couldn't find a moose and I couldn't find Pennywise. So I don't know why the (laughs) hell I even went to Maine. (laughs) Just
0: those are the two things you were looking for. and You didn't get it.
1: Didn't didn't get either. Yeah. Of course, I've been to D.C., Uh, Maryland, our last trip to Maryland, we went to Baltimore, we went to the aquarium. We actually stayed in a hotel right on the pier, which was really nice. And for Delaware, we actually used to go to the NASCAR races all the time. We actually stayed in a beach house and then went to the Dover racetrack. So that was a lot of fun. I have been through West Virginia a couple of times. Never really stopped and stayed there for an extended period of time. But I have been to West Virginia. Uh, Good old regular Virginia, of course. Virginia Beach, been there. Driven through it tons of times. North Carolina, I've got friends that live there. So, I've actually been through both Fayetteville and Charlotte for stops on road trips. Fayetteville for a couple overnights. Uh, Charlotte just visit my friends. South Carolina, I've never really stopped there for an extended period of time. I did actually get one of my road trips up north, I actually got turned around in an, and was driving through some random neighborhood trying to get back on the highway and the citizens there were all waving at me, probably because they thought that I was local. I waved back. I was like, they're very nice here. Um, I've been through a couple South Carolina a couple of different ways and I can be one of the first people to tell you that I have never stopped at south of the border no matter how many times I've driven past it. <laughs> never fallen for south of the border. I've never actually been to Atlanta other than an airport layover. I've been to Savannah, Georgia, and I like Savannah, but I can't actually say I've been to Atlanta. So I don't know if I'd want to go back to Georgia just to experience that. And then obviously I lived in Florida, so that's an easy one. So that kind of covers your East Coast. Um, I have been through Mississippi and Alabama to get to New Orleans for a road trip. Uh, that's about as much of Alabama and Mississippi as I ever care to see in my life. Stop. We stopped in each one. Uh, Alabama, we stopped in Mobile. That was okay. Mississippi, we stopped in b- some bumfuck little town, and that was not okay. <laughs> I'm I'm good. Never going back there. <clears throat> I love New Orleans. I would go back to Louisiana in a heartbeat just to go to New Orleans again.
0: I I didn't hear Georgia in there. Did Did you never go to Georgia? Did you
1: not hear me say Atlanta and Savannah? <laughs>
0: Did you? I swear I did not hear that. No, I did not.
1: Well, thank you for rejoining the conversation. Well, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. All right. So the next state I have been to is Kentucky. I have been to Louisville. Uh, I was also not impressed with Louisville, but that was a business trip for my father that we were kind of just there to be there. So like what... What are you going to experience as a young kid in Louisville, Kentucky? So I don't have any real, like, memories from there. And that's kind of one of those, meh, whatever. Uh, I have been to Chicago. I would like to go back to Chicago. I have some friends that live in Chicago that I would be more than happy to visit. I have been to St. Louis, Missouri. Not very impressed by St. Louis. Sorry. Uh... Didn't care for your archway. Didn't really care for your city. Sorry. Sorry, Missouri. Uh, Omaha, Nebraska. This was an airport layover, but I'm counting it because it was a really fucking long layover and we left the airport. So that counts. And also, why would I ever go back to Nebraska? (laughs) So there you go. That counts, damn it. Uh, I have been to Dallas, Texas. That's the only Texas I've been to. I'd like to see more of Texas. I would like to experience Houston. I don't really have any interest that much in San Antonio, but I kind of want to go to Austin because I've heard that Austin's a really fun city.
0: I forgot to add Texas. I was um, when I was in the Air Force, Lackland Air Force Base. Okay, uh... there you go. <clears throat> That's probably why I blocked out Texas to be perfectly honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fair enough. And then the West Coast it starts getting a little spotty here. Um I have been to Colorado multiple times. I love denver. Uh, been we've we've done an entire Colorado vacation one time. We did Denver, Colorado Springs, all that stuff, Aspen. And then my next time I went to Colorado, we flew into Denver, did some exploring, and then we took a bus down to New Mexico to go on a high adventure hiking trip. Philmont, New Mexico is a big scout reservation right over the border uh, through the through the mountains of New Mexico. Really fun trip. Very, How long very was that tough. Drive? It, it was very tough, but it was so much fun. I, at one point, we the highest elevation we got hiking was 14,000 feet. You're like on top of the mountain looking out at other mountains. It was so gorgeous. Uh I love that trip. Even though the hiking part was hard, I have very fond memories of it. It's uh right. what were you gonna you, say?
0: You, you you said you drove from from Colorado to New Mexico. How long how long did that take?
1: It was a bus trip and it was long enough to watch a couple of feature length movies on it. So <laughs> I don't remember the exact distance, <laughs> but Okay. I do I do remember we watched a couple of movies on the bus and we had time to watch those movies. So uh, we passed these huge cattle ranches out in Colorado. I should say cattle. They were actually buffalo ranches. Just miles of fenced in open plain with buffalo roaming them like crazy. And it turned out that like a 20 mile stretch was owned by Ted Turner. (sighs) Really cool, though. Colorado. I love Colorado. I would actually live out there. That's like the only state out west that I would live in. But I loved my New Mexico trip. So the Philmont Scout Reservation is next to a town called Cimarron. It's this little tiny town, right? It's probably got a census population of 400. It literally has three streets, right? But it's famous because the hotel where Billy the Kid got shot is there. So there's some Old West history out there, too. But what I remember about Cimarron, New Mexico, is they had one of the best mom and pop taco stands ever. Those are some banging ass tacos they make out there. And you know me, I love me a good taco.
0: I think we all enjoy a really good taco.
1: Mm -hmm. And then the extent of my trip out west was we did a really fun family vacation one year where we did Nevada, California and Arizona all as one big loop. We flew into Las Vegas, spent some days in Vegas. We went out to Anaheim. We went to Disneyland and Universal Hollywood. We went to a New York Yankees game in Anaheim that they lost. So we were the outsiders there and the the home team won. So at least the hometown crowd went home happy. Uh, L.A. was a very dirty looking city and very overrated. But San Diego is one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to in my life. Uh, I love the San Diego Zoo. That was so cool. We went to Death Valley, California. There's one point where you're in Death Valley. It's like the lowest population. It's the lowest geographically. Like geographically speaking, it's the lowest point in America. And you're looking up at the sign on the mountain and it tells you where sea level is. And you're like way below it. That was actually pretty cool.
0: That sounds fucking frightening. (laughs) (laughs) all it it needs to do is rain and everybody dies what the fuck
1: (laughs) well if it rains in the desert you deserts are infamous for flash flooding because the sand doesn't absorb the rain so easily that's why flooding is a huge problem in the desert and then to cap off the trip we went to the grand canyon in arizona absolutely gorgeous i would recommend everybody go see it but just to let you know you don't have to make a whole vacation out of it unless you're you want to do like a hiking or exploration thing once you've seen the canyon for a couple of hours you've seen it and you can leave don't plan your whole trip around around the Grand Canyon is what I'm saying and I think that covered all the states I don't think I missed any I think that was all the states that I've actually physically been to so all right so here's how I'm gonna I'm gonna kill off the remaining 20 let's let's do the easy ones first. Alaska and Hawaii, I don't think I need to explain those, right? Those are vacations in themselves. Yeah. So the, those we don't have to plan. All right, so 18 to go. Uh, let's talk about Ohio. I'm going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in December in Cleveland. I'm super excited. I'm going to visit a friend that lives out there. And uh, I believe I even invited you to, to tag along if you wanted to make the trip. Yes. I believe we had I still need to.
0: That. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out if I'm going to be okay to do that in December. Given my job, since I do work in hospitals, I can't
1: leave state, really? You know what I mean? Right. Understood. But I did have to check to make sure that that was a state that you could visit that you don't have to quarantine after. And it is because it borders Pennsylvania. So that would be kind of stupid to have that rule. But okay. so that'll knock Ohio off the list for sure. So at least I know I'm going to be down to 19 by the end of the year. All right, so here comes Indiana. Same thing you said. I want to go to Indianapolis and go to the the conventions out there because that's always a hot spot for conventions. So one day I'm going to make my way out to Indiana and do that. That will take that off the list, right? So 17 to go. Well, you live in Michigan, so there's my excuse. And uh, I've got a ton of friends that live in Tennessee, and I've always wanted to go to Nashville. So right there, I've only got 15 states left. So now comes a couple of states that are a little more challenging, but I would make I would make this work. Shannon really wants to do a Little House on the Prairie road trip that would culminate in South Dakota. Well, what's on the way to South Dakota? Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa. Well, that's easy to get them out of the way, right? Just find a reason to go visit all of them. That knocks four states out of the way immediately. And while we're out there, because Mount Rushmore is 10 hours on the other side of South Dakota, so than the little house stuff. So I, I don't, I don't, don't have to worry about that. I'm going to find a way to knock North Dakota off that list too. Cause I can't come up with another reason to go to North Dakota other than it's nearby. Let's just go. Can you? <laughs> uh, no. All right. So that leaves me with only 10 States remaining now. All right. So how do I get Oklahoma and Kansas? Well, one summer I'm going to go on a storm chasing expedition. I'm going to do one of those things where you tag along with the storm chasers. And I'm going to make sure those two states get off the list that way. Easy enough, right? Because I've always wanted to go and do and chase tornadoes. And Oklahoma and Kansas are ripe with them. So there you go. That's two more off the list. That leaves eight states left. We have a trip planned in our heads at one point to visit uh, Yellowstone in Wyoming, which I've always wanted to go to. And while we're out there, we're going to visit Red Rocks in Utah. Um, I can't remember the specific park in Idaho I found that I wanted to see, and we're going to culminate our trip in Bozeman, Montana, so we can go to Big Sky. That only leaves me with four more states. And then there's Washington and Oregon, which, again, is a trip on its own, but I've always wanted to go to both. They're freaking gorgeous. So that would be another vacation right there. That leaves me with only two states left in the entire country to figure out how to visit. And this is where things get challenging. I'm actually actually I think I might have missed my own math and I might have. uh I might have KO'd another state without realizing it. <laughs>
0: Was it <Yeah>. Alabama? <laughs> I'm
1: just No, I've been to Alabama. Nah, no, no, I'm only missing one state now. I, I did my math wrong because when I put those five states together, the uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, North Dakota, I forgot that I had already taken out uh indiana and tennessee from the equation so i was actually down five states between ohio alaska and hawaii so yeah i my math was was off because then that takes out north dakota left me with nine take out those four down to five there's three yeah okay so here's what i'm missing the one state i cannot for the life of me figure out how i'm gonna get there and that's arkansas that might be the last state and I end up visiting and I might just go there just to go there but I can't I cannot come up with there's nothing nearby to justify going there so Arkansas is the one state I'm actually struggling with so somebody out there help me figure out a reason why I should go to fucking Arkansas
0: they have a hot springs out there sure hot springs national park I guess I don't know
1: all right i guess i could go with that
0: uh crystal bridge museum okay I i'm reading their page it's really short <laughs> it's not a whole lot going on see some, uh, of,
1: them, some of them aren't hard because like <clears throat> with idaho there's not a lot of reason to go there but i'm already going to be in the vicinity so i'll just go visit a big ass park iowa can't come up with a great reason to go there but if we're already road tripping to south dakota from pennsylvania anyway it's on the way so you just plan your road trip to hit all these states on your way back you know you swing through illinois iowa go to south dakota north dakota swing home through minnesota wisconsin and then cut back through illinois get around the great lake and go back right tennessee's a whole reason to go there um you know the storm chasing thing talks out two states four states out west the only thing I can't—Arkansas is the one state I got nothing. So if anybody out there works for the Arkansas Board of Tourism and really wants to convince me to go there, oh, oh, oh,
0: there's an amusement park. There's an amusement park called Magic Springs. Okay. There you go. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got for you.
1: Right, I'll go to i right, I'll go to a theme park.
0: All right. It looks like a water park. Yeah, that's it. That's all that's in that state.
1: That didn't help at all, but... Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm trying.
1: Hey, <laughs> right, whatever. Whatever, Arkansas. You're out there. One day I'll see you.
0: Yeah, you're a state. You try.
1: You exist, so... I mean, even like some of the states that you've never been to, I can come up with lots of reasons to go to them because some of them are the same reasons I've been there. But, yeah. What's your... Iowa okay, what's your big, one? Well, Iowa would be a road trip state. That would be... I actually do have a friend that lives in Iowa, so I could just make that excuse to, like, figure out where she is and go visit her real quick as part of the road trip. There's not really any other, other reason to go there than to go through it, but... uh my father told me a great story about Iowa, though, because he always would go on uh when he would go on business trips out to that part of the country. One time he had to fly into this little airport in Iowa, and he said it was the smallest plane he'd ever been on. He said <laughs> he gets on the plane, right? And there's six people on the, the entire plane. Two of them are the pilots. And they they strap into their seats, right? And the pilot literally just turns around in his seat and goes over the the instructions because they didn't even need a system right little tiny propeller plane that had six six seats in it Jeez. and he said and he said that uh they're pulling up to uh, uh they're they're landing on a landing strip in iowa and they're landing on a landing strip next to where the big like jumbo jets land and he says the jumbo jet's already on the ground and taxiing, and we're still in the air because we don't need that much runway space. <laughs> so they're watching this other plane touch down and slow down. And he's like, Yeah, we still haven't touched pavement yet. <laughs> oh, man. He, he also <laughs> said he was there once in a whiteout blizzard, and they were watching these trucks. There's this highway portion in Iowa that curves. Are up like up and around to bend, but in the snow you can't tell that it actually starts curving. And he said that their driver knew how to make the turn, but the big truckers didn't. And he said, as you're going around the turn, all you see is all these trucks just in these snowbanks, just like being collected because they didn't realize they had to turn and they kept going straight.
0: Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Oh man.
1: So other than the fact that I could run into tornadoes, I think I'm going to prefer to tr- do this trip in the summer and not the winter. <laughs> Just saying. Because the Midwest gets some intense snowstorms. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I
0: came up apparently on one of the coldest winters ever. And um, there was ice pretty much all the way till fucking May, dude. Yep i was i was like oh i fucked up i went too far north i need to go down a little bit <laughs> when i first got up here but then yeah, like the you know
1: s- snow's no joke where you are because you get lake effects now
0: yeah but now it's fine like i woke up this morning it was like 30 something don't get me wrong that that's cold but now it's in this 50s i think let's see where the hell is my phone i can't find my phone but it's not that cold <laughs> Dude, I'm we were, you know uh, fifty fifty in Florida, I would have been freezing my ass off though.
1: You know why I realized this? Because in Florida it's still humid, even when yeah. it's cold. So there's moisture in the air. And and when you get down to those colder temperatures, it like chills you all the way to your bone. That's yeah. why like a like a 30 degree day is still cold up north, but it was worse in Florida because it was a wet cold. And that's just not okay.
0: It's just uh yeah. Like forty yeah. Yeah, forty degrees up here versus forty degrees in Florida, I will take forty degrees up here any day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, still However. You know, actually no fuck it. I, I prefer the weather up here because even ninety degrees up here is better than ninety degrees in Florida. <laughs>
1: I will even stipulate to that. Yes. Yeah. You know why? Because when the sun goes down at night up north, it actually does cool off. And it actually does go down. <laughs> it doesn't do that down south. i was <laughs> like, "The oh, fuck, it's nine
0: o'clock. Why are you still up?
1: <laughs> oh, it drives me nuts, dude. I, I actually don't know how I survived living in Florida for that many years with how much I hate the heat. Oh, same. And now when I'm driving, when I'm doing my delivery route and I'm out and I'm watching all the leaves changing and all the foliage and the rolling hills of Pennsylvania and the farmland and all this beautiful scenery. And in Florida, it's like, well, it's flat here. It's also flat there. Hey, we have a hill in Davenport. You can actually go up a hill. Yeah, that's Florida is not much in scenery like. If you want scenery in Florida, you have to go to the beaches. That's the only way you're going to get actual scenery, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong, we have palm trees everywhere. It looks cool. But like, yeah, there's nothing there outside of outside of the parks, right? So, if you took away Disney and Universal, there's no reason to visit Florida except to go to like Miami.
1: Miami sucked, by the way. I hated I hated that trip. <laughs> I was not impressed with Miami in any way, shape, or form.
0: I am impressed by the story of Miami and how it's built. It's basically built on drug money. It's all drug Mm
1: -hmm. money. Yes, it Um, is.
0: There's a documentary called The Cocaine Cowboys. And if you've never seen it, you should watch it. It's a hell of a story. And you realize, like, yeah, the entire fucking, like, all of Miami is just basically on cocaine. It's just done on cocaine money.
1: Well, they did. They do write a lot of rap songs about partying in Miami. True. And their definition of party is not, it's not the balloon and streamers type party. You've heard about like the two stereotypes of guys that like to party beer and girls and Coke and hookers. You ever heard that before? No, It's it's actually a Tucker max theory, but I, I, tend to believe it's true there are two types of guys that party beer and girls guys are the ones who party to have fun to socialize right coke and hookers guys are the ones that party to escape reality because they're down on themselves they hate their life they hate their job so when they go to a party they do destructive stuff to escape from reality whereas beer and girls guys will always party so that they can socialize meet people have a good time so two stereotypicals of people that party is that and not Then the there's truth, charlie though?
0: sheen yeah it is
1: charlie sheen is the iconic cook and hookers guy <laughs> Boy, like, <laughs> i think i said cook and hookers because i got so excited about <laughs> mentioning charlie sheen so far yeah oh my gosh coke and hookers is charlie sheen yes that's uh yeah. he's the he's the icon there
0: the mascot as as some would would say
1: Um, Yeah, got that tiger blood. (laughs) By the way, I'm going to throw this out here. Every single person I have ever known who used the hashtag winning thing after Charlie Sheen made that a thing used it in the wrong context. And you're all so stupid for using it in the first place. Hashtag winning was never to actually talk about something good. Hashtag winning was bragging about something that you should not have been bragging about. He did it as a way to brag about all the fucking drugs he did. And people are like, yes, I completed my homework assignment. Hashtag winning. No, you dumbass. That's not the context.
0: (laughs) I got into my fifth car accident this week. Hashtag winning. Hashtag
1: winning. winning. No, no, actually, for that context, that would be I survived my fifth car accident. No, you're not winning at all. (laughs) Damn it. Nobody used it in the right context. Ever and that drove me nuts. I'm like, do you guys understand what kind of person this is?
0: <laughs> I just pirated five albums.
1: <laughs> Hashtag winning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well, I <laughs> well, I OD'd last night, but I didn't die. Hashtag winning. <laughs> like Good God. I don't understand how people always would just mess up that context. And you know what it was? Because they thought it was cute and funny and they thought they were being funny. So they just went for it. It was like how everybody misquoted Dave Chappelle for how long after he did the Rick James skit. They would just go, yeah, I'm Rick James, bitch. I'm like, where's the context? You're just throwing a line out there. <laughs> speaking of speaking of context... uh and other, other stuff that we've been discussing. So I totally did not do plugs this week. And I apologize to all the other great programs. But I did want to give a couple of quick shout-outs here. Um, Jeff Trellowitz just did a really fun Ranking Tracks episode. He, where he talked about his favorite Halloween playlist songs. And then he did a bonus tribute episode for Eddie Van Halen after he passed away. Both are available now on CKCC Radio. His uh, part two interview with Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters will be up soon as the next Real Paranormal Talk. Check out part one if you haven't. And thank you guys for the awesome feedback on that episode with him. We got a lot of positive feedback. People want Jeff to come back and hear more of his story. So we're going to make that happen. Um, No new content this week thus far from Jay Bunny's Music Hub, Bored to Death, or Race Nerd. But keep your eyes open for that stuff. And of course... Check out our partner shows, The Blake and Sal Show, making lots of strides out there. Uh, They're also on IMDb. And the United We Fan podcast with Mark and Brian, which will feature special guest me talking about Simpsons Halloween episodes this coming week. You guys can check that out. But I want to give a special shout out to our friend Adrian Cotton, friend of the show. He does the Motivational Moose podcast. His voice is the one you guys hear before and after each and every episode. He recorded the intro for us. Uh, he's the one. He's got a sponsorship deal with his travel company that we're going to start doing here on the nerd table. And by the way, speaking of traveling, if you guys are traveling anytime soon and want to plan your stuff, EC Travel is going to be the way to go. We'll have details for you coming up here. You guys can get in touch with him. He'll help you plan that trip. And might even have some, uh, get you some cooper, coupons, coupons as they say, vouchers and things like that to uh, to get... I, I don't want to say what the free stuff is, because then I don't want that stuff to not come true. But he's told me and they're actually pretty damn good free stuff that you can get with your travel packages. But Mr. Cotton here wants to provide us feedback on the show because he's absolutely loving our podcast. And he actually wrote me an email. Our first email that you guys can, by the way, send to the nerd pod at gmail.com. So please send us those emails because we'll read them on the show. But he sent me an, an email.
0: I hope and it's i going to advice.
1: <laughs> yeah, by the <laughs> way, Eric wants life advice. So <clears throat> it's actually a follow up to our Halloween episode that we did a few weeks ago. OK. Uh, he, so here's what here's what Adrian writes. I've been meaning to write in because I've got some feedback from the Halloween episode. When I was a kid, me and my parents would drive around the neighborhood and we'd go house to house and get candy. I used to love getting anything Reese's Kit Kats and Snickers. In that order. So a man after our own hearts here. Yeah. Now that I'm older, we have a tradition where me, my wife, my sister-in-law, and her husband all take the kids to this cul-de-sac and always get a ton of candy. What's cool is that almost all of the houses are in on the Halloween fun. Some families even group together and have the kids meet at one central house. But something messed me up the first year I was a part of this. One family was handing out red solo cups of beer to the adults, and we could get refills at certain houses. Now, I'm not a drinker, but I could appreciate how cool that was. (laughs) That is awesome. Where is this house at?
0: For real. send
1: me this house's address because I've got some trick-or-treating to do.
0: I think I know where I'm going (laughs) this Halloween.
1: (laughs) Uh, Also, my job has a Halloween lunch every year where the tables are filled with candy and we all eat lunch together. There's a costume contest with cash prizes awarded. That's fun. The first year I entered, I won first prize for my costume. I put on some baggy clothes, a backwards cap, a gold chain, and candy all over my clothes and was a candy wrapper. I even performed a rap that had the whole cafeteria rocking. Everyone was so into it that multiple people told me, if you hadn't won, we were going to riot. And that is Adrian's email. That's freaking awesome. A candy wow. wrapper. <laughs> candy I, wrapper.
0: The solo cup got me. <laughs> that's that's a that? brilliant idea. Oh what my a cool god. House. We would not be driving from place to place. That's for sure. But like, yeah. Well, I
1: I think that's part of the thing, right? Is like they uh they parked and the kids all just kind of went along and did everything.
0: True, but eventually oh, you got to was... drive home.
1: Yeah, well, well, well guess what, little Timmy and Tommy, you're gonna learn how to drive tonight. Happy Halloween.
0: That's the Daddy's trick.
1: Gonna, Daddy's gonna sleep one off in the back seat. <laughs> that was one of those no. uh, one of those funny jokes about from Big Bang Theory. I always liked where he's like, "Yeah, my dad got in trouble because he wouldn't he he let his ten year old take the wheel while he nodded one off." I slept one off in the back seat and we got a ticket for it. Dang! <laughs> That's what I always loved about the Big Bang Theory was that like Sheldon's the super genius but he grew up with like that super loving mother the mother that Leonard always wanted and didn't have because he had the super scientific mother which is the, the mother that Sheldon always wanted and then like Sheldon's dad was super stereotypical alcoholic southern type guy who was overweight and like his brother and sister were dumb teenagers, but he was the prodigy. It's actually, it's actually kind of cool the, the backstories and everything. I love that show. I'm actually gonna get back into my writing, and I'm gonna the next blog I'm gonna pen is uh, I, I came up with my list of top ten characters from The Big Bang Theory that were supporting characters. So none of the main cast, right? Leonard sheldon howard raj penny bernadette amy take them out of the equation and even the other characters that got eventually uh promoted to main cast at some point so i came up with with 10 supporting characters that were my absolute favorites and reasons to watch and that'll be the next blog that i come up with i also had another fun idea i was going to do where i was going to do another simpsons halloween blog but i was actually going to rank every special from worst to best I'm going to wait until we get number 31 though to see where 31 comes in and that's in the next couple of weeks here.
0: Speaking Stato. of like speaking of shows that we like,
1: do you remember the show Static Shock? You know, I do actually remember Static Shock. I didn't watch it that much, but I do remember Static Shock.
0: I I was kind of going through Facebook the other day and I saw something that Mike, like Michael B Jordan Might be bringing it back. Like I don't know if that means he'll be acting like as uh, a a static or not, or if he's just bringing back the show.
1: But I'm kind of excited. I really hope a live action Static Shock would be very interesting. Right? Was that a was that an independent commodity, or was that a Marvel or DC property?
0: Um, I think it's DC.
1: I know it aired on Kids WB. So my guess is DC, but I don't know 100%. We need – Right. This is, well, here, this here's is something the that Dan will come in handy with when he's on the show because he knows all this shit.
0: Here's my theory, right? It it was a show that was on the WB. Did you like the show?
1: I didn't watch it enough to have an opinion of it, but it seemed like okay. a pretty cool show.
0: Yeah. I like the show. So that, that's, that leads me to believe that it's a DC show.
1: <laughs> well, WB is what had all the live-action DC shows, right? Flash yeah. and – arrow and yeah
0: okay so like i just pulled up it says um th- i'm pulling this from <clears throat> the hollywood reporter it says that michael g michael b jordan uh is set to be the producer of the dc static shock movie so i guess it's going to be a movie and maybe not a show okay but that's still pretty cool
1: like a live action movie yeah that is actually pretty damn cool.
0: I hope That's they can awesome. pull it off. But now that I know it's a movie, I'm kind of like, oh, God, please, please do this right.
1: Hey, remember the <laughs> last Airbender right? movie?
0: No, there is no movie.
1: <laughs> so I've been super behind on my last Airbender because I uh, there's just been so much other stuff going on. I hadn't watched a lot of book three, I finally started watching it again. And I just watched episode five the other day where they go to the beach and like Zuko and all the fire nation people have like that, those big character revelations about their past and everything. And now I'm like, but I know they're the bad guys, but now I actually feel sorry for them. For Zuko. Right now I do.
0: Okay. Just keep watching, man. You gotta love that show. (laughs) You're gonna love... Uncle Iroh is the fucking man.
1: Well, Uncle Iro, right now because he's in prison, and now every time the guard's not looking, he's like working out hardcore, and then he's acting like a crazy old man. When the prison guard comes in, I'm like, oh god, he's got a plan. I can't wait to see where that's gonna go. <laughs> uh, and then uh, they just got attacked by, I don't know if that that it's like a C, like an like a seer or something, but it's the guy he's got the eye on his forehead, and he can like basically shoot lasers out of it.
0: Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah.
1: He just he just attacked them because Toph wakes up in a panic. She's like, some metal man's coming towards us. And they're like, how the hell do we defeat a guy who blows up stuff with his mind? We don't. Let's get the hell out of here.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: So I really like the direction it's going. But my favorite thing about that episode was that they get kicked out of the party that the teenagers like, is like, Oh, my dad's an admiral. He doesn't no, I'm throwing this party. And they're so pissed off that all the attitudes they got that when they come back in, they just fucking trash the house. <laughs> and he's just sitting there having a panic attack as they're basically destroying everything. Yeah. And I, uh, I appreciated that. I'm going to have to rewatch I, this show. Yeah. It's, it, it kind of fell by the wayside. Cause I was just getting so caught up in so much other things right now with, uh, just being busy with work and with life and trying to organize ckcc radio and make all our plans to end wrestle talk that i just kind of like put the show to the wayside and then i was like man i'm kind of behind on this let's keep watching this and hey, like, Book understand. Three is the best book so
0: life happens like i i'm trying to buy a house and now i'm fixing my credit stuff that's not even my fault uh but my credit score is but, still pretty good. Still pretty well, let good.
1: Ask, let me ask you this. Have you ever experienced a time in life when being a nerd actually helped you?
0: Uh today, kind of, yes. Uh well, it had funny moments. Like <sighs> being a nerd and finding out that someone else is a nerd automatically like eases the tension in the room for me. And that's when I say like that helps me the most. I'm not a big talkative person unless I know them, right? Like, if I know you, I could talk all day. If I don't know you, I'm going to stay quiet. So, finding out that someone else is a nerd or having them find out that I'm a nerd, like if I'm wearing a Goku shirt and then we start talking about Dragon Ball Z, it's just going to be a lot easier for me to talk to. Like, um, today, specifically what happened is I'm, I'm currently wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt that has uh he's wearing the stormtrooper outfit and i had to go to the police station to file the police report because i couldn't do it online for whatever reason it just wasn't happening like i thought it might be my internet because every time i hit the uh the link it just stayed there in the uh forever loading lingo you ever see you you know what i'm talking Mm -hmm. about
1: right? yeah bane of my existence Oh,
0: oh, it's the worst. So anyway, and then once it actually did load, it turns out I couldn't report identity theft online anyway. I had to, like, actually go down to the station. So I was like, son of a bitch. All right, so I go over there, and the guy sees my shirt, and he's just like, oh, hey, that's a cool shirt, man. I like stormtroopers. And I don't know why I said it, but I did. And I, was, it's just because he's a cop and everything. And I look at him I was like, why? Because they miss? And he just starts laughing. And uh <laughs> Uh, I was just like thank god you're a cool dude <laughs> <'Cause, laughs> I am just like man I just really made it easy for him to arrest me I'm like already here <laughs> like what the fuck um, but yeah no like it, it opened it up and then after that it was just I, I don't know I just found it really easy to talk to him and tell him exactly what was happening and why I'm here and all that stuff so um, yeah there, there's definitely been some times where it's it's helped me Uh, It actually helped me become a status coordinator, believe it or not.
1: Oh, really? How's that so?
0: um, Like I said, I struggle to talk to people. When I walked into the interview um, with, I'm not going to mention any names, right? But when I was a, uh, applying to be a status coordinator for anybody listening, status coordinator is someone who does the coordinating full-time. That's all they do is coordinate. Before then I was what they would say a relief coordinator. Basically I would still work the attraction. And then whenever a coordinator needed a day off or there wasn't enough coverage, then I would be coordinating. So I was applying for this and I walked into his office and I didn't know, like I wasn't I I was kind of prepared but like not too prepared um for interview questions. I hate those. I hate interview questions. But I walked mm-hmm. in, I saw a little TARDIS box from Doctor Who. I saw a lightsaber. I saw a stormtrooper helmet and I was just like I'm I'm with my people. And I literally picked out the most obscure thing which was the um the sonic screwdriver and just and I noticed that it was um, uh, David Tennant's Sonic Screwdriver, and I'm just like, oh, that's uh, David Tennant's Screwdriver, you're a big fan of Doctor Who? And like before we even started the interview, he's like, yeah, and I was just like, oh yeah, no, I watch the show too, I'm a big fan, and we started talking about nerdy things, and by the time we had looked down, I kid you not, by the time we had looked down, not a single interview question was asked, and he's just like, "Oh, well, I mean, uh, it, it was. I've already passed my time." He only asked me one more question, and he's just like, "Okay, like, uh, why do you think you'd be a good fit for this job?" I'm, and I was just like, "Well, I, I like people." Uh, that part I lied about, but you know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said uh, I liked people. Um, and I just, I, the people that I work with, I just want to make them feel comfortable. And I feel like I do a good job and, uh, uh, doing that. And that's really what I want to do. So whether that's here or somewhere else, I already know this is what I want to do. And he really liked that answer. And I got a call two days later saying, would you accept a status coordinator position there? And I was like, Holy shit. I talked about Doctor Who and Star Wars and got myself a promotion. That's fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> That's the way to well, do it, man. What about
0: you? Any, any nerdy uh, advances, I guess?
1: Um, I've always used my nerdy t-shirts as a, a good icebreaker and I always like to use them as a way to test the waters to see uh, who's going to recognize something. And I have a couple of shirts that because I, I really like buying shirts off of TeePublic because you get to support an independent artist and you get usually a design that you're not going to find commercially. Right. So one of the shirts I bought is just the stone cutter symbol from The Simpsons. That's all it is. It's just a big stonecutter symbol. And I remember I wore it to work the one day because I work in a warehouse so you can wear whatever T-shirts you want. And one of my coworkers, I didn't really know he was a Simpsons guy. Immediately goes, Is that the Stonecutter logo? And I'm like, Yeah, dude. And we just start talking about the Simpsons. And I always appreciated that because it was a it was a fun way to break the ice. And then I remember I was like, I'm gonna wear my Brett the Hitman Heart shirt in here and see if anybody's a wrestling fan. And I started talk, figuring out who was or who at least knew like old style 80s wrestling. One of the night crew guys at the time recognized the shirt immediately. And then like every day he would walk in, he'd be like, Hey, whatever happened to Jake the Snake Roberts? Like, he would just start bringing up all these '80s wrestlers, like, like, oh, you remember this guy? You remember Adrian Adonis? I'm like, yeah, do you? Because that's not—he's not really that well known outside of wrestling. And I thought that was a, a fun little icebreaker. Somebody at Disney recognized my Zelda shirt that I had. It's not an actual like. It's it's like a really cool. It's the basically the shield symbol on the shirt. Okay. And but it's got like the Triforce and the Master Sword are recognizable, but it really is just a black and gold shirt. And I remember it was actually one of the one of the Disney managers because, you know, he's got the dress clothes on and he's got the pickers in his hand. And my wife and I are walking through. He goes, love that shirt. I was like, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> uh Sometimes it's funny because we wore I bought the. uh the Griswold family vacation t-shirt to wear when we went to Mickey's not so not so scary the very merry christmas party because this was november and it says Griswold family vacation and it's got a picture of the family truckster with the giant christmas tree on it you know the station wagon yeah yeah we're going to have a whole episode on christmas vacation by the way in december because that's my favorite christmas movie ever <laughs> and uh As I have to discipline my cat who just tried to turn my computer chair into a scratching post. You too, huh? Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So so I'm wearing the Griswold family vacation shirt. And a lot of people got the joke. But then every now and again, you would get the cast member who just thought that – who thought it was like the actual family shirt. Like who thought I was a Griswold. And we're like, hey, enjoy your vacation. And I was like, ugh. (laughs) <laughs> you are not hip. You are not cultured. It, it, and I bet you, I'm I pretty sure, not to stereotype, but I'm pretty sure those were CPs. Damn kids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn college program kids not knowing who the Griswolds are. Back in no, my I day. No, I am not a no. Griswold Yeah, Back in my day. <laughs> Back uh, how in my about- day, I had to turn the television to Channel 3 and switch it to the video feed.
0: Yeah, That remember Do you those remember times, having
1: then. to hardwire your video games into the TV with that freaking box? Like the Atari? Yes. Before, yes. The, Yeah, you, you remember yes.
0: that, right? Ah, uh, And, you know, as a kid, you're just like, I need a fucking engineering degree just to fucking play video games. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, it was... You know, there's something about that time, though. Because if you plug in a regular Nintendo now to a TV that actually has um like the old school composite mm-hmm. it doesn't look as good as it did uh, on a tube television i don't know what it is i think it's just because you it's so detailed that you can see each individual pixel and the subtle blur of a tube television was just so nice i don't know to it me it really looks better on a it th- sucks
1: for the Nintendo 64 really sucks to play a Nintendo 64 game on a TV like that now because the games just look horrible I believe it you you need a it. tube television to play some of these old school games and make them look cool like like on on the Raspberry Pi cuz I got that hooked up to the to the HD TV but I can still play the Super Nintendo stuff on it and those don't look so bad And you can still kind of get over the 8-bit stuff, but man, those N64 games just don't... It just doesn't work. Right. And I'm sure sure PlayStation looks just as bad, original-like PlayStation. I remember I was playing uh, San Andreas on my computer. And I remember just being like, man, I remember when these graphics were the coolest thing ever. They looked amazing. It was... You just didn't think they could ever get better than this. And then now you go and you play Grand Theft Auto V and you're like, San Andreas looks like dog shit.
0: (laughs) That's what I thought about Final Fantasy VII. When I first played it, I'm like, this is the greatest fucking thing. Uh, And at the time I was like, oh my God, they look so realistic. And now I look back at it, I'm just like, realistic to what <laughs> fucking origami maybe <laughs> like
1: <laughs> do you remember being blown away by the graphics in like in like the uh what was it the, the super chip games on super nintendo like playing oh, the like fx Don- chips the fx chip that's it like playing donkey kong country like the rare yes. game you're like i can't believe how advanced these graphics are this looks amazing like, they, I remember they still hold we up blown away by that
0: they still hold up Super the Nintendo holds
1: up. I will. I'll say that Super Nintendo holds up. Sixty-four, not so much. I hate to admit yeah. that, but it's the truth. But Super, yeah. Super, we're doing pretty good on Super. I can still play Mario RPG and still think the graphics look awesome.
0: Yeah, but that was like that's the artistic style of that time, you know. And I think we we've already mentioned this before in a previous episode. Artistic style will trump, like, current-gen graphics in the long run. Mm -hmm.
1: Correct. I agree with that. So, yeah. That's why why, uh, Old School Style's been making a comeback. That's why Among Us is so popular. It's not for the graphics. It's for the the actual gameplay. That's why games like Shovel Knight were successful and Castle Crashers and... Yeah. Like, these games they always make these comebacks here and they just look they they still look good. Um, to
0: um backtrack a little bit on times where being a nerd actually helped us in life. How about times that they have not been so helpful to us?
1: Uh I mean that that's basically me going back to high school at that point. <laughs> like <laughs> The, right? Because like they're just when like trying to I date remember. somebody
0: and being a nerd. That was rough for me. I don't know about the time frame for you, but it was absolutely like I couldn't get a date for nothing. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, because at the time the the girls I were chasing were not nerds and I've never learned. I it took me a long time to learn my lesson about that. That was a uh, very obnoxious and I, I don't think she listens to the show. There's only one ex that I ever would even have any kind of remote communication with, and by remote communication, I mean that we're like still friends on Facebook. And she only ever like messaged me to ask me like a tech question. Um,
0: because she's you, lesb- you were known at that 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 uh, she, that nerd, right?
1: Yes, exactly. This is where that yeah, uh, she is also a lesbian now. So maybe I contributed to that. I don't know.
0: Well, <laughs> <Maybe>. damn, Chris. <laughs> yeah.
1: But maybe uh, you had
0: too much in common.
1: I re- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I remember her flat out m- mocking me one time and cl- trying to say I wasn't a gamer because I didn't play Call of Duty. And she's like, "You call yourself a gamer? You don't even play the best game ever, like Call of Duty." And I go, "Okay." I said, "What's your gamer score?" She's like, what? I'm like, on your Xbox 360, you have a gamer score when you get achievements. What's yours? And she's like, 770. I'm like, cool, mine's 27,000. So let's talk about which one of us is the gamer and which one isn't. (laughs) It always pissed me the hell off (laughs) about that. When it was like, you're going to dare say that I'm not a gamer. When you literally play like one fucking thing,
0: I feel like you're more of a gamer if you play games that are not popular, like everybody plays Call of Duty or like fortnite and all this stuff I don't play fortnite I don't like it not because it's cartoony or because 14 year olds play it hm. but it's just not my style of game right like that's not I don't like the uh oh shit, what's it called? Arena... Battle Royal format? Battle Royal. There we go. I don't like that format. I just don't... It's not my thing. I like MOBAs, League of Legends, you know, that kind of stuff. But that's not my format. I play games that I know I'm going to like. That's just how I roll. Like, I like the Fallout game, so I play Fallout. Therefore, like, Fallout 76, one of my favorite games right now, everybody fucking hates that game they they hate it and they have rights to hate it it's buggy it's not optimized in any way really but i love it because of the setting and the way the game plays so everybody has their own thing
1: i will still play a classic side-scrolling mario and a classic overhead zelda any day of the week And that's just it. Like, if you're a franchise fan, you're going to play those games. I love Mario games. I grew up on Mario games. I played, I've played a majority of them. I haven't played all of them. Like, I haven't played a lot of the Paper Marios or the the sports spinoffs and things like that. But I've played just about every single mainstream Mario game that there is. Even if I don't own it, I played it. I, I love Zelda games. I've tried most of them, at least the ones that I had access to getting. Like, like I own uh, Link to the Past and Link's Awakening and the remake. I own both of the 64 games, obviously. But like, you know, and I have Breath of the Wild on the Switch, but like I didn't have the DS at the time and I didn't have the Game Boy Advance at the time, so I missed out on some of those titles. But I still recognize them, right? And I'm a I'm a Grand Theft Auto fan. GTA 6, I'm going to play that when it comes out. I'm going to play it through to completion. And when you become a fan of that franchise, you start looking at all the stuff they have to offer. And I've always been a big fan of playing obscure gems. Like, I always look up that stuff. Like, what's what's an obscure gem on Super Nintendo that's a fun game? And then somebody will say it. You know i'll find a game on a list that i've never even heard of and i'll go all right i'm gonna go get that put that on my raspberry pi and give it a try and sometimes i end up really enjoying it other times i'm like okay this wasn't really for me but yeah i can see why somebody would like this you just never know right right
0: you know what's really like blows my mind grand theft auto 5 was released in 2013
1: still looks phenomenal
0: yeah it's been seven years since the last fucking grand theft auto game
1: yeah can we get that six already like they're only keeping it alive with online but we need six we do need six we need six and that's another thing i i trust rockstar when they're putting out a game that it's gonna it's gonna be fun even at like L.A. Noir, which I wasn't really as into as other games, I, I had a lot of struggle with that one because I realized I really I realized I could never be a detective. <laughs> it's like ha- monitor his breathing and here's seven choices to go with. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't do this. <laughs> but I still enjoyed it. Red Dead Redemption, like the bully games. I love those games. They're fun.
0: I need to pick that back up, actually. I got Red Dead Redemption 2. And I was overwhelmed by the amount of things that you can do in the game that I had to put it down, and I haven't picked it back up since.
1: Yeah. I was
0: like, holy shit, this is too much.
1: I need a sandwich. Terraforming and Animal Crossing overwhelmed me the first time I tried it because I was like, I'm never going to be able to, to do this. Once I actually got into it, Now I actually will terraform the hell out of my island to to make something happen. So I'm like, I don't want to go through the hassle of having to move trees and move land and all this other stuff. And it's like, but I really want this. I really want this to exist. So I'm going to make this a thing. And I got a five star island now, so. It was worth it.
0: Nice.
1: I also have a new neighbor that just moved in. Whitney the White Wolf. Really? Uh, all right. Yeah, new neighbor. I just got. I just got her. I booted out an old neighbor and got a white wolf. Who'd um, you boot out? I. Without what?
0: Who'd you boot out?
1: Uh, Kit the kangaroo. Because my wife has her on her island now. Ah, I so, gotcha. She's got her own switch and her own island, Moltenui. She named it after Moana, of course. <laughs> but she still has a house on my island. So sometimes when they talk about, if the neighbor talks about Shannon, they're talking about the Shannon that lives there. And other times they're talking about the Shannon that visits, like they're two separate people. <laughs> I get a, I get a kick out of that. All right. I, to follow up the the final thing for this nerd conversation. Um, one time that to, to follow up on the, uh, the old X here with the gamer thing. But one thing that always really annoyed me was like, she tried to act like she played more to impress me because at the time I had Guitar Hero or no it was Rock Band I had because you could play with the two guitars and I had the Guitar Hero guitar and I remember she's like oh I want to play this I totally play video games and then just realized how bad she was at it <laughs> like well like Rock Band's a pretty are booing us game. off stage and it's not my fault <laughs> But it always annoyed me because it was one of those things where it it was like there was like an attitude about it. Right. Like, uh, well, you're you're too much of a nerd for me. And it's like, well, what do you like to do? I go to clubs. I'm like, well, I hate clubs. So you go dance at your club with your loud droning techno music that sucks ass. And I'm going to go play a video game. But wasn't that the thing, like, eventually you have to just come to terms with who you are and what you want and screw what these other people think?
0: Yeah, Uh, I think it was forced upon us a lot earlier than most people because we already knew what we liked. And trying to find somebody else who liked what we liked was a pain in the ass. And And then
1: uh, some things are easier than others, like Star Wars, Harry Potter. You're going to always find fans of that kind of stuff. Um, with wrestling, it's a lot of, uh, I used to watch that is what I get the most of. Any kind of a sport, you you discover they like the sport, but then you discover the team that they like and you get kind of annoyed by that. (laughs) You're like, oh, you root for them. But with video games, I think it boils down to two types of people. The, uh, the, uh, the casuals and the hardcores. And I think we can all agree that, The hardcores generally have the attitude problems over the casuals. And I'm not knocking anybody who's a hardcore gamer, but I've seen the attitude about how, like, they become the elitist gamer. They're the ones who are like, oh, how have you never played this? How have you never heard of this? You have to play this. It's amazing, because I say it is. And then, oh, I can't believe you can't beat that level. I can beat it. You know what? Screw you. Take yeah. your attitude and 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 quit rooting my juju because gamers should just get along. The same issue I have with wrestling fans and how they, they fight over stupid stuff and Star Wars fans who get into all these arguments about the prequels and the sequels and all this other stuff. Like you should just be happy that people are into the same thing you are. And instead of being a jerk about it, why don't you try to embrace that stuff? That's like. When if you tell me you've never seen a popular movie, my immediate reaction isn't to go, how have you never seen that? It's oh, man, I want you to watch this because I really like it. And I think you will, too. Like, that's how my mindset works. Let's let's start getting along, people.
0: I think that's asking too much. I think there needs (laughs) to be a little bit of hatred.
1: Well, that's how (laughs) that's how I'm closing the show. Damn it. Is I'm going to everybody start getting along. (laughs)
0: <laughs> meanwhile i'm over here like that's eh, okay to hate
1: <laughs> if you don't if you don't start getting along a baby elephant's gonna jump up and punch you in the face
0: oh my god
1: still yeah one of my favorite it's, stories ever it's,
0: it's probably gonna happen
1: <laughs> and you know what I've- let me close on a on a fun vince mcmahon story that ties into food so i've mentioned this before that he's very particular about his eating habits one of my favorite Vince stories is that you can't present him with an idea if he's hungry because he won't want to hear it because he's too focused on quenching his hunger. Chris Jericho tells the story. He was in a feud with Rey Mysterio and he had a really good idea that he thought Vince was going to go for. Comes in to present him with the idea and Vince was still eating his steaks. And I think he has like a cooler with steaks in it and they're labeled like Vince 2 p.m. and like Vince 5 p.m. and things like that. And he's still eating his steak. Jericho presents him with the idea and Vince just doesn't doesn't hear it. Yeah, not into it. So Jericho goes back the next week. Make sure Vince has a full stomach. Presents him with the same idea. And Vince is like, I love it, pal. Let's do that. Because <laughs> he's like, all right, screw it. He didn't go for it. Well, why don't we try again when his stomach's full and he's happy? And this time he went for it.
0: You know, I feel like I'm kind of the same way.
1: And who can't relate to that? (laughs) 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 So, guys, we want to thank you guys for your continued support of the Nerd Table and all the CKCC Radio stuff. We will be evolving the show in mid-November, adding a third person. We have been in touch with a fourth person about making a big roundtable show. Hopefully it will make the show better. Uh, We appreciate all your feedback. If you want to write to us the email address to do it is the pod at gmail.com. I'll also put it in the description of this episode. Feel free to write us with any comments. Anything you want us to read on the show, you can submit. Uh, send in all of your life advice to Eric. Eric really wants to give life advice. Like, we can't stress that enough. If you have a follow up on a previous episode, if you want to clarify something, you can drop us comments. Do anything you want to do to get in touch with us. We will try everything in our power to get in touch with you. Um, One thing we are going to be doing is we're going to create our own Facebook group and a Discord channel. And I don't know about you, Eric, but Extra Life is coming up in November and I'm going to be participating in that stream. I don't know what I'm going to play yet, but I'm thinking Mario, the uh, Mario All-Star, 3D All-Stars on the Switch. Play a little 64 Sunshine and Galaxy.
0: Good choice. Good choice. Which one are you going to focus more on?
1: I think I'm going to do a triple threat. Because I'm going to usually I do the streams as uh, I usually do a four hour block for extra life. But maybe what I'll do is I'll I'll do uh, an hour for each. We'll do we'll do like a one hour block for each of the Mario games. And then the last hour we'll do like uh, maybe maybe I'll, I'll either do like a fourth game or maybe a grab bag or something that's coming up on November the 7th. And for those of you who don't know, extra life is a charity. Uh, We play video games and they donate to children's hospitals. It's a really cool stream. I'm going to probably do it right on my Facebook page and I'll have the link to the uh, when you when you donate to me directly, it goes directly to the uh, I can't remember the exact wordage, but it's the main children's hospital in Harrisburg, state capital of PA, which is only 35 minutes from me. So all of your donations go right to that. It's a really cool charity. So you can watch me play games. You can watch me suck. You can watch me die. You can mock me and we can save the children. So there you go. Yeah. Well, but yes, thank you. <clears throat> I'm feeling kind of hungry, Chris. I think it's time for some lunch. So thank you guys. We'll be joining you guys again next week on the Nerd Table. Tonight, I am going to Penhurst Asylum, the local Halloween attraction. I'll have a full review for you guys next week. And uh, if there's anything you guys want us to actually talk about on the show, let us know. That's what the email's there for. But it's time for some food. Yes, let's go to lunch.
0: We'll catch you guys lunch later. Lunchtime.
1: See you guys next time on the Nerd Table. Take care. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC
0: Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.